Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining in with us this morning. We're so glad that uh, you would take your time to do that and to worship with us. Uh, thank you for, for being here and uh, for worshiping with us. Uh, the uh, uh, thing I want to talk about today is uh, something that I think kind of hits home uh, for a lot of us. I think it'd be good if we just prayed and asked God to just help us uh, with our hearts to be in the right place uh, to receive, you know, what it is that he has for us in his word. So let's pray for a second. Let's do that. God, thank you so much for um, all that you do for us. And uh, Lord, I, I do truly love you and uh, so thankful for you and grateful for all that you have done for me. And uh, we are grateful for what you've done for us, especially in the work of Jesus and what you've done through him. Uh, God, giving uh, to us what we don't deserve, salvation, forgiveness, second chances, all those things. And uh, Lord, this uh, this morning, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would just speak to our hearts through um, your word and uh, just help us to see it clearly and, uh, and help use us as light uh, in this world. Uh, we love you and we thank you for your son. It's in his name we pray. Amen. So, uh, what I want to talk about today, a uh, little bit of just kind of shooting from the hip a little bit and then sharing some scripture to go with that. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I was scrolling through some stuff, some email stuff, and, and, and like everybody, whatever kind of job you have in the world, I'm sure you get uh, emails that have something to do with that job, companies that know that you have that kind of occupation or whatever it is. And, uh, and over the years, of course, I have ended up on all kinds of lists where I get... Uh, things about ministry and things uh, targeted toward pastors and things like that. And I'll be honest with you, I don't look at a whole lot of it. Uh, every once in a while, I'll look at something or whatever. And, uh, and this week, I, I, looked at, I looked at one of those things. And, uh, and it was actually about a survey uh, done with pastors uh, here during the pandemic, uh, actually done uh, in July of 2020, late part of July, just asking pastors uh, what kind of cons what what concerned them about the church and and those kinds of things, and and some of the responses you could probably totally guess and that kind of thing, and uh, and I, I just I don't know I, I've I, my heart has been pulled a lot, uh, probably as most pastors' hearts have been uh, during this uh, in so many ways, but ways such as. Uh, just not getting to be together, all together, you know, the body. I think that's, for me, that's probably like, that might be the biggest thing. Like, I just, I, I hate that we have to be uh, apart um, and uh, I totally respect anybody that needs to distance and that kind of thing. Uh, and to, to mention with that, we're, we've actually been even taking more precautions here in just the last week, uh, even uh, in how we handle Sunday mornings together at the school to try to just help people be more comfortable and that kind of thing. And some of that was even after some feedback we got. But um, anyway, uh, we we appreciate that, by the way, when we can get it. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, all that to say, I just, man, I just I just long for us to be together. I mean, I, I just, I look at scripture and I, I look at what God has done over time and I see him bring the church together, uh, them worship together, and them uh, be on mission together. You know what I'm saying? And, and we've seen that at 24. And, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned this before, but man, you know, first part of this year, we were just 
you know, there was a lot going on that was just amazing, and, and God was just doing some amazing work. We got to celebrate 15 years of ministry, and uh, right out of that, we, you know, of course, we broke ground the same day on the on the construction and stuff, and, and that's getting close. And uh, and then, um, you know, right after that, we had our church-wide retreat, and if you remember, like, the, the way the timeline worked on the calendar was we had that retreat, and Gary spoke with us uh, even that Sunday morning here at, at 24, and then um, and then uh, the, that following week is when the tornado hit Nashville. And so then that next week we we called a, we called a, uh, a special call on you know hey let's do a surf Sunday and let's go serve people and we did that and and again amazing response and got to do some amazing things and help some local church planners and just uh, you know just amazing ministry. And then it was the week after that that COVID hit that uh, we didn't meet. And, uh, and it's just crazy looking back on that, you know, and I, I am so very grateful that we got to experience those things the first part of the year. I just want to go back. <laughs> you know, I just, I want that to be now. You know, I want, I want to pick up from that and just roll on uh, with what God is calling us to do. Um, I, I want to, that survey I was talking about, I just want to share a couple of things, a couple of things out of it. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't put a lot of stock into these things, but uh, this, is, this is a Lifeway survey, and it was recently done, and uh, 443 pastors were polled from all different ethnicities and all different parts of the nation and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, for whatever that's worth. Uh, and uh, in this, uh, you know, they just said, you know, what, what are the things that are concerning you? And the top pressure points mentioned by pastors uh, were, uh, I'll go ahead and give you the number one. The number one was maintaining unity. Uh, and then they kind of lumped in conflict, complaints, uh, and that was 27% of them, you know, had that. So honestly, it's kind of odd to me that the survey didn't have like some overarching, like, oh, 50 or 75% of them are worried or concerned about this thing. But anyway, the top thing was this. Um, and I think it just shows that there was pro there's probably lots of things that were shared. Other things that were shared, I'll just make mention of real quick. Uh, pastoral care from a distance. I've, I've personally, you know, had that concern to some degree. I'm not been super worried about it, but uh, I mean, the minute that, the COVID thing hit. Uh, the for one of the first thing, one of the first conversations I had with our staff that first staff meeting was, uh, we will have to overcome figuring out what's it look like for us to continue to minister to people without getting to be with them. Maybe, uh, you know. And honestly, obviously, that was you know for a time period. And now we can be closer to at least some people. Um, next thing was uh, safety, well-being of members. Uh, another one was personally, exa uh, personally exhausted, stressed, isolated. Um, I think probably anybody in the world could probably, you know, it said that during some of this. Uh, and then another one was uncertainty, direction, wisdom, strategy. Uh, I, I think that's very understandable. And by the way, all of those things are in like the teens of percentages from 17% down to 12%. Um, I totally get the uncertainty, direction, wisdom, strategy as a pastor and you're trying to lead a body of people, you know, that's that's a big thing. Uh, and, you know, when something like, you know, something that's never happened before like this hits and, and suddenly you're not sure what what's what can we do what what are we supposed to do and especially in the very beginning of this when we were like you know I, you know we're not going to get to meet together and some of those kinds of things I mean there's just a lot to it um, reason I bring it up 
um, is uh, going back to that number one thing, the maintaining unity uh, within the body. Uh, I just felt like that was worthy. Uh, you know, just that, just the thought of that, I thought, felt like that was worthy of us just to look at together for just a moment in Scripture. So uh, let's look at that. In Ephesians 4, uh, we see uh, Paul talking about this. And in fact, I'm just going to go ahead and start reading. Verse 1, it says, I therefore, a prisoner of the, for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So Paul is, Paul is calling uh, Christ followers to unity here. And he's saying, here I am a prisoner for the Lord. I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling in which you've been called. He's saying, he's saying don't take lightly who Christ is in you and who you've been called to be. Uh, and he says, and then he gives some actual like direction with this. And this is what I want to look at for a moment here. It says, with all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Uh, you know, this is this is a this is a great passage. Paul's very clear uh, in this passage with some things that I think are very helpful to us. Um, and and you know, honestly, I feel like sometime in the last year, I've probably spoken on this. Uh, but I just felt like it was again worthy, especially of the moment and time that we're in. Uh, there's just so much going on, um, you know, where I think that Satan would love to drive a wedge between God's people. And, and I want to call that out for what it is. Uh, and just the fact that I'm doing that means that he's probably going to attack some more. And that, that's, you know, that's what he does. And so that's okay, because Christ overcomes that. We, we just have to see clearly through those moments when they're happening that Satan wants to come between us. Uh, so I'll be honest, I, I personally feel like, uh, you know, that within our church, the unity hasn't been completely disrupted or anything other than the fact that we're not all together. And I do think that that hurts our unity some. I mean, how can it not? Um, and I, not in any like certain way of like, oh, it's caused this or it's caused that. But I, I think just in general, uh, you know, we have a closeness as the family of 24. The thing that we've heard for years that, uh, you know, I think we have worked hard for here is that, that this is a church family, that we feel like a family. And so, uh, you know, that uh, the family's not together. So when the family's not together, it's just, it's, it's, it's different. You know, we're not together every week or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, that being said, uh, you know, we've got this this whole thing where, uh, you know, God is giving us this opportunity for us to go through something. We talked about trials last week. Uh, for us to go through something together and to put on display things that are from Christ. And here he gives us those things. And I'm just going to give them as the list right there. Humility, gentleness, and patience. Humility gentleness and patience. And then he goes on saying eager 
Uh, I'm sorry, one more thing he says, and bearing with one another in love. So we've got humility, gentleness, patience, and love is there, but it's not, he doesn't just say love each other. He says, but bearing with one another in love. So he's saying, take it easy on each other. You know, like don't be so hard on each other. Don't be so quick to just like, you know, and and man, do we live in a day and age where that's that's so much the case, uh, where there's a whole lot of that going on, especially when it comes to opinions. And 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 let's just face it, we're in a moment in time here where not only do we have this going on, but there's a lot of political things going on. And a lot of the political things obviously have to do with a lot of things in the world. And and there's just a whole lot of whole lot of stuff, right? And there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time watching news. You know, what, what, whichever flavor your news station is or whatever. And uh, we even had a conversation staff meeting this week about, uh, you know, how that is, that is almost becoming a religion where people who are Christ followers are watching so much of a certain news that that's becoming their truth without them even realizing it. And I think that's, I think that's worth noting. Uh, and I think that we have to be careful on the intake of, of what we see as truth and not to let anything else define what really is the truth uh, from God's Word, uh, but that we let God's Word and His truth define all those other things. Um, and so anyway, back to this, you know, God, you know, Paul's saying, hey, with humility, that's a huge, huge thing. That's putting other people before yourself. Uh, with gentleness, uh, we need that. We need that in social media land. Uh, honestly, we need humility there too. Uh, patience, uh, you know, we need patience with one another. And and he, and I love that he goes from patience into bearing with one another in love. There's, there's, this is an approach. This is an approach in how we handle ourselves in society, not just within the body of Christ. Okay, and I think that's huge for us. And I think it's huge for us to understand that if we don't do this then the chances of us getting to show others Christ that don't think like we think are very slim. We start slamming the doors shut on people when the, when the things that are the most important things uh, for us to scream from the mountaintops are things about our opinions, about this or that, uh, and we're not approaching people with this train of thought. Humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another. He goes on, verse 3, I love this word, by the way, eager, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Wow. So, obviously, Paul is saying that we we so desperately want this, we're eager for it. Like we, we we can't wait for it. We, we're like, we want to see unity. We want to see unity protected, uh, you know, the unity of the Spirit protected. And I think he's specifically speaking to the church here uh, within the church um, in, the, you know, within the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Um, you know, and, and I think that's great. And, and I, somebody, some people say, oh, well, you know, we need to be able to talk about our differences. A- absolutely. Absolutely. We need to be able to do that. We just have to figure out, like, are we good at that sometimes? Some people are not good at that. Like, some people can't do that without, like, just getting riled up and getting angry. Uh, and if that's where you are, then you love that stuff way too much. Like, you're you're loving 
the things of this world, whether you want to see it that way or not, just too much. Um, you know, we should be able to talk and have great conversations, uh, you know, where we're able to explain things and talk about things, and I totally recommend that uh, when those times are right and that kind of thing. Uh, but um, th there's more at stake here. And you say, well, Chris, I think he's really talking to the church here. I think you're right, he is talking to the church. But I think that our unity, I think the, the call for our unity is meant to do more than just hold together the body of Christ. And we're going to see that in just a minute and something else I'm going to share with you. Uh, verse 4, it goes on, it says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. You know, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. This is, this is Paul's way of just trying to help us to see why, why, is, why this is worth it. Like, where does this come from? Where's our, this, is, this is the foundation to our unity. The foundation of our unity is actually in Christ and in who God is. You know, that there is one Lord, there's one faith, that there's one baptism. By the way, plunge is next week, baptism. So we won't be we won't be having a service per se like we normally do on Sundays. We'll be doing that at the creek. All that stuff is on the web, so make sure you get that. I'm sure Ben will talk about it. Uh, but that's coming next next Sunday. Uh, but you know, one God and Father of all. So there's this, you know, uh, who's, and then it goes on and says, who is over all and through all and in all. So it's this, there's the foundation of where that unity comes from. That unity comes from him. And he's speaking directly about, about this is, you know, this is, you know, this idea of, of Jesus and the, the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, you know, in unity, uh, working for, uh, you know, one purpose. Um, you know, uh, interestingly enough, uh, and I shared this a little bit earlier, I'll go ahead and share it now. Uh, one of the pastors that was uh, uh, in this, that did this survey, I guess they let them, you know, do a little, I was not part of the survey, by the way. I don't think they asked me. If they did, I didn't see it because I probably just deleted it. <laughs> uh, but uh, in the survey, uh, one of the pastors, you know, wrote a little snippet. Apparently they wrote some snippets, and I read several of them. Uh, this one, this one I found interesting. It says, uh, this is a pastor talking about people in his congregation. He says, uh, some are scared to death, while others are convinced it's, it is a hoax. Uh, trying to minister to both ends of the spectrum is exhausting. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's exhausting for a pastor. Uh, I don't feel like I've probably had to deal with that as bad as maybe some others have. Uh, but there, but I do, we do, even within our body of 24, have these both ends of the spectrum. We've got people that are like ready to throw all the masks in the garbage and all that. If they're just being honest, I'm not saying that they're like trying to like, you know, push that on everybody or something. You know, they'd be ready to throw masks in the garbage or whatever. And, and I think, I don't think that any of them disagree with that COVID exists or anything like that. I think just the approach of how to handle it differs from the approach of others. And then we've got people on the other end of the spectrum that obviously are in a different place and they're, you know, saying, hey, uh, we don't even feel comfortable, you know, leaving our home that much if we can help it and things like that. And we're definitely going to mask. We're definitely going to, you know, distance and all that. And that's, that's fine. And, and I think, again, uh, I just bring that back up just to say, man, it's important for us in a time like this to show the world that we are unified together 
even in a moment where we don't agree with how to handle something necessarily, but the, that we would come together bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. I think this is really important for us as a church. I'm, I'm afraid that a lot of churches won't see this. I think that we as 24 can overcome this. I believe it with all my heart uh, and that we'll be okay. I really do. Um, and I think we can handle handle this going forward, and it'll be fine. Um, you know, another little snippet here, a guy named Trevin Wax, who is a senior vice president of uh, theology and communications at Lifeway. I know Trevin, a great guy. Uh, he says this. He says, good pastors feel responsible for maintaining the unity of the church. I think that's probably true. Uh, there's a sense in which the pastor is trying in trying to care for the congregation feels uh, beat up right now. Yeah, you know, I, I totally get that. I don't, I don't, I don't feel too beat up about that. But I will say that the level, you know, there are levels of anxiety sometimes, you know, that we we all struggle with in different ways. And I know for me, ministry wise, man, I just again, I long for the people to be together, and uh, and to be on the same page. And and even if we don't agree with something together, that we can exist together, we can worship together, we can be the church together. There's so many things at stake. You know, and I've had people ask me things like, you know, well, how does this change, like some of the things about 24 that we've we've been feeling led to do, like things like even the bus ministry, and I look at them and go, I'll tell you what, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, you know, and and we're just gonna have to pray our way through this stuff uh, because I don't I don't have you know I don't have the crystal ball. And so, uh, Lord knows, I'm praying that this thing could go away like so many other people are and that, uh, you know, life could come back to whatever normal was, uh, you know, um, but that we could be together. Um, and, and I want to close with this. This is, a, this, is a, this is from a prayer that Jesus prays before being crucified. And it's a fairly long prayer, and it's just a snippet of it. In fact, I had a longer snippet, and I think I'm just going to share one verse of it. But throughout this snippet, uh, John 17, starting in verse 20, he's talking about, he's he, it's Jesus praying to the Father, and he's asking the Father that the people would remain together, that they would be one. And, and it culminates, especially, I think, into verse 23. Read the other verses when you get a chance. Verse 23, it says, it says and, and this is this is him crying out to the Father and saying, I, I long for them to be together, to be one, as we are one, is what he talks about in verses 20 through 22. And in verse 23, he says, I in them and you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. I'll read it again. Verse 23. I in them and you in me, this is Jesus talking to the Father, that they, talking about us, their child, his children, the, the, the body of Christ, okay, that they may become perfectly one, why? He gives a why right here. So that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. I think that's so important. We see that he has called us to be together and that it will be all worth all the work that we put into it and then some 
as others will come to know Jesus as we have come to know Jesus. Let me tell you something. If you're out there right now and you're lonely, uh, whether you are actually alone or you're lonely in a room full of people or whatever it is, but you feel alone, you feel like you don't belong, God loves you and he's, he, he wants you to be a part of his family. And if you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to be a part of this church body. We love you. We may not even know you, but we love you. We care for you. Uh, we spend extra time to do things just like what we're doing right now, just so that you can connect, hopefully with us, but more importantly with Jesus, that you could know that God sent his only son to die on the cross for us, that he gave his life for us. He took the death we deserve for our sin, that we could be forgiven that we could have life, that we could be given a new life and purpose in this life. And God wants to do that in your life. And he's called us to do it all together. Let's pray together. God, thank you for all you do for us and how you give and give and give to us. God, help us to see that you are calling us in the midst of even these crazy moments for us to give in different ways, for us to give and being eager to, to maintain peace and uh, to uh, bear one another's burdens and, and to, uh, Lord, listen and hear and instead of being argumentative, Lord, to, to use us as, as persons of peace, Lord, for your kingdom. Uh, God, work through us. God, I know you've called us to that, and I, I know that we know that you've called us to that. Lord, help us to live that out in everything we do, in every conversation we have, in anything we do online or in person or whatever. God, help us to be Christ-like. Help people to know uh, who you are because they know us. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you loved it. Thank you for loving us, and thank you that you have loved us despite our sin. Lord, we pray that you would continue to use us for your glory. God, I pray that you would work in the hearts of anyone that hasn't ever trusted in you to be their Savior. God, do that special work in saving them today. Lord, only you can do that. Uh, Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have to share in your gospel. We ask all this in your son's precious name. Amen.